Welcome to Wine and Wisdom Podcast. I'm D Owens. You can follow our Instagram at wine underscore wisdom podcast and our Facebook at wine and wisdom podcast. I'm super excited for today's episode. It's officially February, the month of love. So I am super excited for our guest today and what the topic is going to be. So without further ado, please welcome Zaina Marouche to the show. How are you doing today? Hey, T. I'm so good. I'm so excited to be here. So thank you for having me. I'm so glad that you're here. Did I pronounce your last name right? <laughs> you got it right. That's correct. I'm so excited. <laughs> so before we get started, um, just want to let our listeners know where you are from. Yeah, you know, I'm in California, raised in California as well, but originally Lebanese. So my name means beautiful in Arabic. Um, and I always like to say that hasn't always been my story when it comes to love. <laughs> Ooh, I'm excited to talk about that. Maybe we can share some personal experience later on too. Are we willing oh, to do that? I, you know, I'm an open book. I'll share anything that comes up that feels comfortable for me. So ask away. <laughs> oh, I'm super excited. All right. So um, Zaina is a love and relationship coach. So I figured with the month of February, like I said, the month of love, why not talk about a lot of things that we need help on and things um, that I, that come to my mind when it comes to love and dating. So I am very excited to tackle today's show. I am drinking my wine. Zaina has a cup of coffee today. She is in a different time zone. So we're going to have some drinks for her. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> All right. So let's, before we get into the subject, I would love to know a little bit more about you. Um, where we know, I know we talked about where you're from, but just a little bit about where, um, a little bit about yourself and what your clients get from you. Yeah, absolutely. So for me, um, love has not been, like, it was not easy for me in the past. I just, I grew up wanting so to feel love accepted and that wasn't always the story so I came uh, not to say that I had a bad upbringing <laughs> but I just wanted to be loved you know I wanted to be liked I wanted to be the popular girl on the playground and I don't feel like I was ever any of those things and what I didn't realize back then was the more I wanted love from other people the the further I pushed it away whereas the more I accept myself now the easier it just comes because you're, you just mean that frequency, that, that energy of love, and it automatically attracts people to you, which is ironic, <laughs> right? So anyways, yeah, that was my story. And I saw my first coach a little over 11 years ago, because I wanted to know how to make guys like me. And um, she let me know right away, that was the wrong question to ask. With love, of course, she let me know that. Um, and from there, it just started my journey on figuring out how to build a good relationship with myself, which eventually allowed me to create amazing relationships with other people. And so that's what I do with my clients now. I used to help them move through heartbreak um, and get over their ex. But the more clients that I began to work with, they would move through that so quickly because I had a five-step signature um, method for that. And they would move through that heartbreak so quickly and then find someone even better than their last ex. And when I say better, not in a judgmental term of like better than the ex, but more in alignment with that person and a better match for them. And that was something that they never thought they were going to have because they never thought they were going to get over their ex. And so then <laughs> I transitioned into a love and relationship coach since so many of my clients were finding love. I love that. Cause I think when I first, um, stumbled upon you, you were uh, the breakup spot previously, and it mm -hmm. was more so helping getting over um, the breakup. So I, I love that you, you've transitioned into doing it all. Um, and we're going to talk about all of that today. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for um, telling us a little bit about yourself. Now, something that I saw, um, I skimmed, like I said, I've been following you for some time. So we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. One of the things I want to talk about is when we think about our four senses, um, you know, smell, sight, hear, <laughs> um, and is it taste? <laughs> um, yeah. or 
<laughs> we think about, you know, the basics, but there's also um, the four senses when it comes to love as well. And I just wanted to touch base and talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, I made a little bit of a play on senses with that. So it's funny because when you're like, wait, what's the other sense? When I recorded a video for that, for my Instagram, I had to keep like track of what sense I was doing because I could not keep track. I was like, what are the four senses? <laughs> yeah. But essentially, um, you know, love is blind. And what that means is, is that if you if chemistry has agency over you, you're not going to be able to tell whether or not the person is a good match for you. But if you're able to have agency over chemistry, then you're going to be able to discern whether or not the person is a good match for you. And a lot of the times what I see is women think that chemistry equals this person is a good match for me because the chemistry is there this person is the one for me. And then they start to run off um, in their head with a story of like, oh, we're going to go to Europe next summer. We're going to move in together. We're going to get married. We're going to have a dog. You know, I've been there. <laughs> I know what that's like. <laughs> Love is blind, right? We're not seeing whether or not this person is a good match for us. So in that sense, there are four other senses to pay attention to. And so that's what the video was that I created alluding to that. So, um, touch if it feels funny or you can't put your finger on it we're talking about intuition here right if you know something is off then it's because your intuition is telling you something and if you have to justify someone's behavior or actions or words or make excuses that's you ignoring your intuition right it feels funny um smell there was smell thanks <laughs> I was like, wait, what are the other senses? Yes. Okay. Smell. If it smells like BS, it probably is. Once again, we're going back to justifications and excuses and those justifications and excuses that you're making right now are going to be the things that you are. Can I curse? Yes. <laughs> okay. Before I say that, um, those things are going to be the, the things that you're making excuses for are, are going to be the things that you're shit talking with your girlfriends when you break up with that person. Yes. Right? <laughs> but love is no longer blinding you. So you now just see the bullshit, even though all that time you were smelling it. Yeah. So sense or so, so smell. So then the next one is taste. Mm -hmm. If it's a bitter pill, if it's hard to swallow, Again, that goes back to the intuition, justification, and excuses, right? It's a really hard pill to swallow, but you do it anyways because you don't want to see what love is blinding you to see, taste. Then touch. What is the sense? Touch. Thank you. <laughs> touch. Um, it, did we do that? If, if you can't put your finger on it. Oh, you know what? I think we actually did that first. So we just, we just went so. right through them. Right. It's so funny because it's like, I forget the four senses. So I really have to like write it down when I'm going through those. <laughs> I think which we one did, we did. Touch oh, listen, listen. Okay. That's the last one hearing. So what is he telling you? What listen to what he's telling you through his actions mm -hmm. and through his words. So his actions and his words need to be aligned. A lot of the times what I see with clients is, oh, well, he said X, Y, and Z. So they're holding on to the hope him following through with X, Y, and Z, even though his actions are A, B, C there's a misalignment. And then we put our hopes on what he said, even though we know, right, hard pill to swallow, it's never, he's never going to follow through with it. Mm. And so we continue to build a relationship on hope instead of what's actually happening. Love it. And those are your four senses when it comes to love, when love is blinding you, what you can't see to what you can't see. <laughs> yes. So we have hear, smell, taste, and touch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was like forgetting <laughs> all of them. It's kind of hard to remember them all. So <laughs> we, we definitely got that. Um, one of the other things that I wanted to talk about is I loved there's so many terminologies nowadays with dating and getting to know somebody and the whole nine. 
so I wanted to do some decoding of dating terms with you. Um, had a few interesting terms that I saw and I would love to talk about them. Some that I've never heard of. So I would love to get into that. So I'm going to go over a few of them. The first one that I would like to go over, which is the one that most people know, and there was actually an MTV show, if it's still on, I don't know, um, called Ghosting. So can you describe what ghosting is? Yeah, ghosting is when you're in communication with a person, whether it's just text message or on the dating app, or maybe you've actually met them in person. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, boom, just like a ghost, they disappear. And you're left wondering like, wait, what happened? Like, like, where did this person go? And it's very hurtful. It's incredibly confusing. Um, can I share a personal story? Please I'm, do. <laughs> I am married and this was many, many, many moons ago. But a weird story of my go me getting ghosted was um, back after I graduated high school, there was um, a gentleman that was older than me when I was, um, when he was in high school. And I always, he was on the football team, very attractive, good looking guy. Um, and, you know, I ended up going to um, the month before, two months before I went away to school, um, we got in contact through social media and we started hanging out, went on a few dates and it was looking great. Like it was, he was really, really nice and it was looking promising. I um, was getting ready to leave for school, which was only about 40 minutes away. So I wasn't hours and hours away, um, but I was going, getting ready to go to school and he was still very sweet and, um, you know, wished me luck on, you know, getting into school. Cause at that point he was already, I think two or three years into college. So, you know, just wishing me luck and saying all these great things. The day I move in, I move into my dorm. I get everything settled. He asks how everything is. And I'm like, it's great. And he's like, can I come, you know, see you at your dorm? And, um, you know, I was even talking about making me dinner and just hanging out. And it was like, oh, this guy's great. So he comes to my dorm, we hang out a little bit. I show him, you know, introduce him to all the people that I've, you know, recently met and we're just like hanging out. And it was a really, really nice time. He ends, um, the day gets late. I have classes the next day. So he ends up leaving. We say goodbye. We have a whole romantic moment and he never talked to me again. <laughs> he never talked to me again. <laughs> You know, and it's like in those situations where you've actually taken the time to meet someone or something like that, mm -hmm. it has nothing to, because it's, it is such a confusing experience, but at the same time, their actions have no reflection on you. What's happening is they, you know, if you really think about it, it's uncomfortable to tell someone I'm not interested in you or yeah. this just isn't the right time, whatever the reason, right? Mm -hmm. So instead of leaning into that discomfort, they're running away from it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times, you know, they'll fall on excuses of, oh, I just didn't want to make the person feel bad. But it's like, no, you didn't want to feel bad, right? You're yeah. avoiding a difficult conversation. You're avoiding expressing your feelings. And you don't want to be with someone who can't communicate. So it really has nothing to do with you. Um, and it's not our job to figure out what that, what that person's reason is. It's hurtful. Yes. But it's also as personal as it feels, it's not personal and you can't take it personal. Right. Yeah. It was such a weird experience. That's never happened to me. Like, especially because he just seemed so, you know, great. And I was so confused. I remember texting him that night and saying, thank you for coming to see me. He never wrote back. And, you know, I, I let it go. Maybe he'll text me in the morning. The next day I texted him, nothing. And it, it like, after, I think it was like two weeks of trying to get in contact. I was like, you know what? It, it is what it is, but such a weird experience. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know, okay, I have been ghosted before. I have my fair share of weird experiences with guys, but I want to share like a real quick um yeah. what was a really nice thing that someone had done instead of ghosting me was him and I had met up and when we actually met up, it it was it was very clear that we were misaligned, right? I think mm -hmm. there was attraction when we were talking to each other online, but then in person I was very 
extroverted and he was very introverted. And I think my lifestyle, because I was traveling a lot too, um, it was just different than what he was used to. So nothing wrong on his end, nothing wrong on my end, just a complete misalignment. So, you know, we had coffee, we said goodbye. And then a few days later, he texted me and I was just like, oh my gosh, he texted me. I mean, I don't, I don't know what to do because wait, (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think the date went, I mean, it was fine, but it didn't go well enough to the point of another date. So I was just so, and now here's the thing. I have an option of ghosting the person, right? Or Mm -hmm. I have the option to actually express myself. So I told him, Hey, thanks for reaching out to be really frank. I am kind of, uh, I wasn't expecting to hear from you because I didn't really feel like we had too much in common and I don't want to lead you on. And he's like, oh, you know what? I feel the exact same way, but I didn't want to just ghost you. So I wanted to follow up with you. Thank you for coming out and just wish you well. And I was like, that was so nice you know that was really really nice so I have been ghosted but I just wanted to share that like an interaction like that I think that it just really helps bring good faith Mm -hmm. to the online dating space and it doesn't have to be ghosting or just dumping someone for the next like you can actually do it with integrity and express yourself and it's safe to do so Absolutely. I like that. That was very like, it takes a lot to be like, Hey, I, you know, sometimes it's, it's hard. You don't want to upset people, but I definitely think, um, that was probably the most mature (laughs) way to handle it. (laughs) Um, and you know, that's exactly what I do with my clients is I want to say that when I texted him back, it's not that I wasn't afraid or like, oh my gosh, I feel nervous. That's allowed to be there. We're human, but more so you're going to do that because it's going to be harder not to say something, right? Because you want to date in integrity and in, in alignment with yourself, mm-hmm. it becomes harder to just treat people to where you're ghosting them or treat them not with respect, right? It's, Mm -hmm. you just want to stand up for yourself and express yourself because you feel that your voice matters because it does. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, that was fun talking about ghosting. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But there are a few other terms that I've never heard of, especially zombieing. Can you talk about what zombieing is? Right. You know, when I was looking up terms, I had never heard of that one either. And then I realized, oh my gosh, I've actually been zombied. So zombieing is when um, the person ghosts you for the first time and then they come back around and Ooh. ghost you again. Hmm. Right. So in that, now the guy, I think he was trying to zombie me, but I stopped the zombie attack in place. <laughs> so I had a date with him. Like we spoke on the phone, we met online. We spoke on the phone and I remember when we spoke on the phone, it just felt a little bit off. Now I'm a social person, so it was fine. Like the conversation flowed, but it just felt a little bit off, but I'm like, okay, whatever, you know, like I'll meet up with him um, and see what happens. Now I wouldn't do that. Now I would listen to my intuition, but at the time it was just like, okay, well, I'll just see what happens. So the date night comes around and by afternoon, I still hadn't heard from him. So I was like, Hey, are we still on? And he never responded. And so we never met up because he completely ghosted me. And I was like, okay, well, that was weird, but I know that we didn't have that much in common when we were talking. So maybe he felt it too, but like he could have said something. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, whatever. And then two weeks later, randomly, he just text messages me, Hey, what's up? And I'm like, you have the audacity two weeks later to just text. I didn't say this to him, but I'm thinking to myself, you have the audacity to text message me two weeks later after ghosting me, after you asked me out. Hell no. Hell no. (laughs) So I didn't respond to him, but had I responded to him and then he ghosted me again, then that would be a zombie. Um, I was about to say zombie attack, but... (laughs) zombie-ing someone. <laughs> That's a new one. So ladies, be careful and listen and just uh, beware of the zombieing. <laughs> um, you know, I would say if someone is ghosting you and then they come back, 
I mean, there is a chance that they had like this major family thing or like something wild right. happens. So you have to use your discretion on terms of like, do you want to give this person a second chance? But like really listen to what they have to say. This goes oh. back to hearing when we're talking about the four senses. Like, does it make sense? Is it something that you can like forgive? Because sometimes excuses are really stupid, but sometimes they're really like, oh, okay, let me have a little bit of heart for this or grace for this person. But you have to use your judgment and don't let chemistry override that judgment. Agreed. Absolutely. Another one that I, another term that I saw or two terms was benching versus cookie jarring. Can you <laughs> tell me a little bit about what benching is and what cookie jarring is? Benching is kind of like when you're seeing someone, but you're not the main player, Ooh, right? So... I've been benched a few times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm talking more like, okay, so I used to be a huge basketball fan when I was um, growing up. So anyways, I'm going to refer to basketball, but like, you know, if you think about it, you have your main five players on the floor, but then you have the people on the bench in case something happens to the main five. So that's essentially, that's the same thing as dating, right? So they're keeping you at bay. So they're still like, Hey, what's up? But they're, you're not, they're not giving you their all. And this goes back to, you know, something is off, right? It's not normal for someone to only want to see you once a week or once every two weeks. Right. Absolutely. So they're keeping you as an option. Mm-hmm. And what is cookie jarring? So cookie jarring, imagine like a kid sticking their hand in and out of the cookie jar, right? Mm-hmm. It's the person going back and forth between the two people, kind of like putting his hand in, putting his hand out, putting his hand in, putting his hand out between you and another person. Now I have been cookie jarred or what I believe to be cookie jarred because I remember going out with someone and he wasn't fully choosing me, but you know, I thought that by hanging around, he was eventually going to choose me. And I just want to say to anyone listening, they will never choose you. No. They will never choose you. You are not giving them a reason to choose you. You are making it so easy for them. You know, like they're going to choose someone who's going to well, one, they might not even want a relationship, but two, if they do want a relationship, they're going to want someone who's holding themselves to a certain standard rather than someone who's just waiting around for them. And I see this happen all the time. It has happened to me, right? There was no reason for him to choose me since every single time he texted, I was available. Anytime he wanted to hang out, I was available. Now I'm not saying make it a game, Mm -hmm. but it was all on his terms. Mm -hmm. And so you have power and you can enter into a relationship on your terms, not meaning that like you see him when you want to see him, but more of based on the boundaries and values that feel good to you instead of molding yourself into who you think that you need to be in order to receive love, like, and acceptance from another person. And that's what I was doing with him. And that's why he never chose me. So as I'm waiting around, hoping that he's going to choose me, I see this is like pre-Instagram days that he's also hanging out with another girl. Mm. And so he would tag me when he was hanging out with me on Facebook. And then he would tag her when he was hanging out with her. But the the common theme is I agreed to that. Now, I didn't outright say I agree to that. But by showing up to the relationship and making myself available and waiting for him with hope as a strategy that he would choose me, I was consenting to that relationship. So he's going back and forth because he can. Mm-hmm. That's exactly it. Because he can. I love that. That I couldn't have put it that a better way. Um, <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen, well, ladies mostly, because this is what this podcast is for, but you know, we get some men too, but that is cookie jarring. Um, for those of you basically going and choosing back and forth between. Um. Hey, Winos. Thank you guys for listening. 
This year we've talked about a lot, including self-care, our health, and putting ourselves first. And we've talked about Goalies Apple Cider Vinegar Gummies. They are perfect if you are trying to make your health simple this year. They are made with vitamin B9, B12. They help support a healthy immune system, cellular energy production, heart health, and your overall well-being. If you would like to try Goalies Apple Cider Vinegar Gummies, you can use our promo code using Wine Wisdom Podcast in the promo code section at the checkout to get 10% off Goalies Apple Cider Vinegar Gummies. And as always, thank you guys for listening. Cheers. Now, I do have a segment before we get into our next subject of daily affirmations that I um, choose from my IM app. And then I have my guest of honor basically interpret the um, daily affirmation in their own words or what um, they get from that daily affirmation in their own words. So let me- I've never done something like this. I'm excited to see what comes up. I love daily affirmations, um, especially this IM app will send you, I think I, I they need to sponsor me, honestly. I always <laughs> talk about this app because it really is amazing though. You can set timers for yourself of um, getting daily affirmations throughout your day. And it's just so nice to get that extra, you know, confidence during the day. So let's see what comes up. Ooh, I like this one. I am attracting people who are ready to respect me. I don't know if you could see it, but um, I am attracting people who are ready to respect me. Can you put that in your own words or how would you interpret that daily affirmation? That is so beautiful. Yes. You teach people how they, um, how they treat you. Oh, so when you have boundaries in place that feel good to you, boundaries are not a barrier, right? They let people know how to treat you and it helps you protect yourself from behavior that you don't want to experience. So when you are in the place where you feel confident to set and maintain those boundaries, then you stop allowing people to walk over your boundaries or the boundaries that aren't even there in the first place. And so when you raise that vibration, when you raise that standard, then you're going to attract different people to you. Now, it doesn't mean that like, boom, all of a sudden, everyone who's ever walked over a boundary disappear, but because that boundary is there, you don't let them get any farther. So they don't stay in that orbit with you, whereas previously you would have allowed them to stay in that orbit with you. Does that make sense? No, that makes perfect sense. That was beautifully put. <laughs> and I completely agree. Um, and it's true. It's also, I think you, the way that you, um, I guess, put yourself out there is what you will receive. So I definitely think that is a great way to put it. Ooh, I dropped one of my cards. <laughs> so thank you so much for interpreting that daily affirmation today. Again, that is from the I am app. Um, I will link it in the episode. I always talk about this in my podcast. So um, it's a great app to have. Next. Hey, Winos. If you love wine and would love to give back, Head to my wine shop at www.onehopewine.com slash my shop slash D-R-A-H hyphen Owens, O-W-E-N-F to check out our wine selection. And when you support, you're supporting nonprofits around the world and can feel good while drinking wine. So head to my wine shop and check out our selection. And thank you as always for listening. Cheers. I do want to talk about a topic that I I have many feelings on. So I want to talk about closure and do you believe in closure? What are your thoughts in closure um, or how would you describe what closure is? Closure is something that could only come from you. It's not something that will come from another person, no matter how much you think that one more conversation is going to change it for you, or you just need answers from that person. Mm -hmm. All of your answers are within yourself. So for me, just a little background is um, I was with someone years ago who it was a very serious relationship. 
it was very tumultuous as well. <laughs> um, and he broke up with me and then 20 days later got married. I was so heartbroken. Yeah, 20 days, guys, 20 days. And long story, but he had only met her like two weeks before he dumped me. Like, it's crazy. It's like a Hollywood movie, but it wasn't a movie. It was like literally my life, right? So he gets married to her 20 days later. And I was so heartbroken, but it made sense based on the way that like our breakup took place. And just like, it was so random. And I was like, what's going on? So that happens. Now he had tried to contact me and there was, I wanted to talk to him so bad, but I told him like, you're married, regardless of whether or not you respect the sanctity of marriage, I do. Do not talk to me. Do not contact me. Like, I don't want you in my life. So even though there were a million things I wanted to ask him, I had to find closure on my own. I was never going to get it from him. And when you do the deep healing work, you get that closure. You'll get those answers. They're all within yourself. And just, you know, how powerful closure is, is that that same ex ended up moving. Well, I I had moved around a little bit after that. Well, no, I moved into one place (laughs) after the breakup. And then after about four years later, I moved to a different place. And shortly after I moved to that different place, I ran into him and I was just like, so shocked because I never expected to see him here. And he was the last person that I expected to see. But at the same time, the closure that I experienced from all the deep healing work that I did was so real that like, I didn't need to talk to him. I didn't want to talk to him. Like there was just no desire there. So shock. Yes. Cause I wasn't expecting it. But other than that, like I'm cool, I'm fine. Yeah. And I just kept walking by, even though he stopped and he looked at me and I think he was like thinking that we were going to say something to each right. other, but I was like, Nope. <laughs> Not at all. I don't need to. Not out of anger, but just because I don't need to. Wow. I love that's like, first of all, I don't even, I can't even imagine how that had felt at the time. But I love that you said that you healed so beautifully and the work that you did to heal from that. You had no desire to even have a conversation with him. And I think that is so beautiful. And that was probably the ultimate slap in his face that he deserved. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's not like I was trying to get back at him, but more so just why go there? Yeah. You know? And so when I was working with people through breakups, and you know what's interesting is like even when people are coming to find love, there's still something sometimes that people are holding on to. And so we can still work through that. But mm-hmm. the process, the method that I have to take my clients through heartbreak to closure is the same process that I did with my ex, that same ex. And it's five steps and it's my heart method. So H is honoring yourself, which is basically feel how you feel. I felt at the time he's married, so I'm not allowed to feel sad. If he's not suffering, why should I suffer? So I kept myself in heartbreak for the longest time because I refused to acknowledge how I was feeling and because I was constantly looking on social media to him, which who knows what was true, but I was looking at his social media for permission of whether or not I was allowed to feel sad. So once I got rid of all of that and just honored myself, I was able to move on to the next step, which is E, end all engagement with him. So finally block him on social media, blocking his wife on social media, because I was definitely stalking her too. (laughs) Yeah. And um, it was very poisonous for my mind, all the stories that I was telling. So in engagement with him, um, assessing and accepting the role that I played in the relationship, because it takes two to tango. And so this is the same principle that I'll work use with you if you're trying to find love. It takes two to tango. What role are you playing? So if someone's walking all over your boundaries or you feel like I'm dating a jerk, like this guy's such a jerk, okay, well, why are you tolerating that? Not from a place of judgment, but let's see how you're showing up to help co-create the relationship. So once you can really see all of that, then you can recognize the unhealthy patterns that you've been repeating in relationships. And then you can take back your power, which is step number five. 
communicate effectively, setting boundaries, because now you really understand your old patterns, the role that you played, and just breaking all of that and taking back your power and owning your power in relationships. Wow, I love that. So do you think, so necessarily, do you think closure is a thing, or you said basically it comes within yourself? It comes from within yourself by really understanding the role that you played in the relationship, because the more I understood the role that I played in the relationship with him, the more I understood, well, he was never the one, you know, I was so unhappy in that relationship when I really look back at it. It's like, you know, I was helping contribute towards a lot of the times too, we think that, oh, you know, like our ex was so toxic. Uh Maybe so, but I played a role in the toxicity of that relationship, right? Mm -hmm. Even though I don't consider myself a toxic person, being in that situation brought out a specific toxicity in me because I was allowing those patterns to continue on. So by fully like really understanding that, then I'm able to see how he's actually not the person for me. So God, the universe, I really believe for me, God did me a favor by having him break up with me instead of prolonging the relationship even longer. And so from all of that, I'm able to have full closure knowing he was never actually the person for me and whatever he did behind my back, that's his business. It was never the relationship for me. God helped me get out of something that I wasn't willing to get out of myself. That is such a good way to put it. (laughs) I couldn't, I honestly, that was such a good way to put it. Like, it got to the point of you had to, like, you got out of it for a reason. And that's at the time, it's like, what's going on? And you don't know what's going on. But in the end, I think it, you kind of realize, okay, this was meant to happen. And that's really what it is. Cause none of us know why things happen or mm-hmm. at the time it's happening. We're like, this is, you know, tragic and this is hurtful. But in the end, I think once you've healed and once you've come to that realization of why it had to end the way it ended or why, even with friendships, um, I think it's a beautiful thing to get to that point. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. I mean, you know, these are, because you said friendships, these are principles that I help women with in their relationships. But when you fully embody it in your relationships, it's so hard for it not to trickle over into your friendships, into work relationships, et cetera. You know, like these are life-changing skills. Absolutely. Okay, another topic I would like to talk about, I saw a post that said three reasons why you haven't found the one. Can we talk about that just a little bit? Absolutely, good question. Okay, so for the first one, I talk about red flags, not being able to identify red flags. So when I thought about that, I was like, you know what people, it made me think back to when I was seeing a coach and I was telling her about an experience with a guy and she just, she's so kind. She was like, Oh, okay. Well, there's a few red flags there that, you know, were overlooked. And I remember thinking to myself, what is she talking about? (laughs) I didn't really you know, I hadn't been trained to really identify red flags. So she had to like point them out to me. I, it wasn't like, you know, I'm intentional. I legitimately didn't know. And so I thought to myself, what is a red flag, right? You can say red flags all day, but what does it actually mean? And when I looked it up, it came down to something that someone does that shows a lack of respect towards you or a lack of interest towards you. And so by using that definition, I could look back at the relationship and be like, oh, okay, I see, I understand. So I think the biggest thing is you need to be able to identify what red flags are and not only identify them, but have those be your deal breakers. So if someone only wants to see you once a week or they take three days to respond to a text message, that's an indication of a lack of interest towards you. Absolutely. So do you, yeah, do you want to continue on with that? To me, that's a red flag. That's a deal breaker. There's other people who are going to be more interested in pursuing you. So the next one is you need, in order to have a great relationship, you have to be willing to do what it takes to have a great relationship. So have you been willing? So what that comes down to is, 
boundaries. Do you know what boundaries feel good to you? Do you know how to set the boundary effectively? Do you know how to maintain the boundary effectively? If the person isn't treating you right, are you willing to walk away from the situation? Or are you going to rely on hope as a strategy for it to go back to the way it was when you first started dating, right? Like, are you going to speak up for yourself? Are you going to communicate effectively? Like good relationships don't just happen on accident. It's really intentional work to do what it takes to maintain that relationship. But if you aren't willing to do those things, you're going to, you're either growing together or you're growing apart. Absolutely. And the third reason is that you haven't fully decided what you will and won't accept from another person. So this is really about knowing what your values are going into a relationship. Now, I remember I had a coach ask me, you know, to just kind of look over my values, make sure that they were in place. And when she told me that, I actually thought that that was really silly Because in my mind, I was like, well, of course I'm a good person. Of course I have good values. Why would she ask me that? But it made sense because when I looked back, if I value, if I realized, you know, like these are what I think that I value. So then how are those values fitting into my relationship? So for example, if I value honesty, I can look back at so many times where I knew that the person was lying, but I chose to ignore it. (laughs) So I think that my value is honesty, but I'm not really living by that value. I haven't fully decided what I will and won't accept in a relationship. If I value growing with the person, I haven't really found myself in the relationship where I'm growing with that person because I'm in the relationships where I'm constantly chasing after the person. Mm -hmm. So there, you might think that you have certain values, but you have to ask yourself, what are your actions and what are your results? And that will show you what your beliefs are and what values you're actually living by. Now, it doesn't make you a bad person. It's not something to judge yourself by. But if you want to get to where you want to go, which is, I'm assuming, a committed, healthy, thriving relationship, you have to know where you're starting and you have to ask yourself those really uncomfortable questions to know where you're at and how to move forward from there. Absolutely. So those are the three reasons why you're still single? Why you haven't found love. Same thing, right? Same thing. Um, I kind of, that was a little harsh the way I said that. (laughs) But I was about to say, but you know, like you can be in a relationship with someone and not fully be in love because of all of those things going on too. So I think like those are three principles that if you can embody that, then, you know, you can't let someone in or love in if there's no space for that. And if you're holding space for someone who isn't the one because you haven't fully decided what you will and won't accept, and because you haven't been willing to do what it takes, like speaking up or setting and maintaining the boundaries, then you're holding space for someone who isn't the one and the one who is the one can't come in. Mm-hmm. So you have to let go and you have to be willing to walk away to make a space for the right person. Absolutely. Yes. I love that. Hey, my winos. Thank you for listening and happy Black History Month. In honor of Black History Month, I will be highlighting some Black history facts during our episodes in the month of February. And today I will be highlighting a Black history invention. Um, Mary Kenner, she was born in Monroe, North Carolina. Mary Kenner started inventing things as young as six years old. And with her father and older sister, both also inventors, you could say it ran in the family. Kenner invented numerous products that we still use to this day. And she has the most patents of any African-American woman. She and her sister Mildred share a patent for the toilet paper holder that always keeps toilet paper in an accessible position. Did you know that fact? Did you know that the toilet paper holder was invented by a Black woman? I love hearing these facts and I hope you guys do too during the month of February and thank you guys for your continued support and listening. Cheers. The next part, I I was able to get some questions from some listeners that just needed some advice or some tips. So I would love to get some of these questions answered if that's okay. Absolutely. Oh, I'm excited. 
Yes. Okay. So the first one is as a, it's no secret that people fall out of love with each other all the time. But when do you start realizing that it's over and you should no longer, it should no longer be a priority to work on the relationship? The first thing that I would say is the very sense belief. It's not necessarily fact that people fall out of love all the time. I believe that love takes work on both sides. Now that doesn't mean hard work, right? But it takes intention. So going into a relationship, I think that it's so important to ask what the common goals are for the relationship. What are the values and why does each person want to be in a relationship, right? Because your reason for being in a relationship might be completely different from the other person. So it's so, and even if you're in a relationship, it's never too late to ask these questions, right? So having that foundation there, but then you are right, you know, in order to continue the relationship, it, it takes two people. So you're either growing together or you're growing apart. So I would speak with a professional in regards to this, but you can't be the only one putting in effort. It. it takes effort from both sides. So if you find yourself constantly frustrated with that person or they're not, you know, um, meeting you halfway, then it's really, what are you getting out of the relationship at that point? And why are you staying in the relationship? Have you had that conversation with that person? And I think that a lot of women stunt their growth because intuitively they know that maybe this person isn't the right person for me and my growth might take the relationship further apart than what it is right now. Mm. So what you're looking at is a value conflict in the relationship. Right. You value personal development. You value growth. The other person doesn't. And so your growth is going to create that division. Right. So it doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. It just means that there's a conflict value. And can you guys work with a professional to get past that? Or is that something that you have to decide that this person isn't going to be the one who's going to continue to support my growth, but he was the person that got me to where I am today, but he's not going to be the person that gets me to where I am tomorrow. Mm. And I want to say, I think that our society thinks that the end of a relationship is a failed relationship. And that's not true because for you to have the guts and the courage to listen to your intuition and understand and know that you're not happy and do something about it, even though everyone's going to give you their unsolicited opinion. And even though it's scary to start over <laughs> for you to recognize that you're not a good match and you're not happy, that is a success and now you can do something different going forward when you start a new relationship that's built on a more unified foundation. Got it. Well, I love that response. I hope that your response helped out. <laughs> the next question is, how do you create your own stability while in a relationship? Good question. I'm curious by what they mean by their own stability. Like, where are they looking for that stability? Like, right. and I know you can't necessarily answer that. Right. <laughs> but um, I would say, like, I'm going to answer this question based on how I'm interpreting it. Okay. But the way I'm interpreting it is how do I create my own stability by like keeping my own identity and not merging it with the other person? Right. And one, knowing why you want a relationship, right? It's not just because you're lonely. It's not just because you feel like you need to be with someone. It's not because you're feeling pressure from everyone else that you need to be in a relationship. But like, why do you want to be in a relationship and get get something out of the relationship? What do you want to get out of the relationship? And knowing what you do and don't like and making sure to continue to maintain that outside of the relationship. So if you like dance and he wants to see you on Thursday night, but you have a dance class on Thursday, don't drop the dance class just to go out with him. Right. Make it known that you want to see him, but it's just a time conflict. Let's do it Friday night instead, right? So yourself dropping things for another person that's where you're losing your stability. I think that's a perfect response. And that's how I interpret it as well. 
Um, so I think that's a perfect way to put it. I'm going to do one more question. What do you do when you're ready to get married, but sometimes you feel like your partner isn't it? What do you do? You want to spend the rest of your life with them, but you're also ready to have more of a commitment. That is the first thing I would do is have a conversation with the person, mm -hmm. you know, because if you're feeling that, oh, I don't know if this person is really ready, then that's don't, don't get married without having that conversation. But right. then also it's not just about the words that the person is saying, but what are their actions showing, mm -hmm. you know, like, are their actions aligned with their words, Absolutely. but don't get married just because it's convenient, it's easy, you feel like it's going to make the relationship better, it won't. Mm -hmm. Don't get married because you feel like you're on a timeline. I can't tell you how many women I have spoken with or even women that I've worked with who knew that the person wasn't the one, but they felt like it was too much to not go through with it or because everyone else was married, so they wanted to be married too. Like you have to make these decisions for yourself and not for a timeline or what anyone else wants for you. Absolutely. My favorite line is when something is meant for you, it'll happen and something like that, <laughs> or don't <laughs> rush your timeline. It'll happen when it's supposed to happen basically. Um, and I completely agree with that. Mm -hmm. I have, let me see. I think that's all of our questions for today. Um, as far as from our guests and everything that I have, um, I really do appreciate you taking the time and coming on the show. I honestly would love to have a part two of this um, because I think we can definitely get into more topics. And I think once everyone listens to this episode, they're definitely going to have some questions for you. So I would love to have you back very soon um, and have another conversation. Um, so please, if anyone has any questions, please send me them because I would love to have Zaina back. Thank you so much again for coming. Probably. No, I'd love to come back. And I have a, a gift for your listeners as well. So if you go to my website, zainamarouche.com, um, click on resources and you'll find a free guide for how to make your online, your shifts to make to your online dating profile to stand out online. So this is highlighting you authentically, but you know, there's so many choices out there. So how do you stand out? And this is like an eight page guide specifically designed to help you highlight your authenticity and develop conversations and messages, not develop, but get quality messages from quality prospects. Absolutely. That was my next thing is where can our listeners find you? So again, what is it, your website? Zainamarouche.com. Got it. And sorry, they can find all your social medias on your website as well. All my social media is going to be there as well. Yes. So if you are listening to this podcast, can you please screenshot it and put it in your stories and tag D, tag myself um, so we can know that you're listening and because we'd love to connect with you. Absolutely. Um, thank you so much for all of your knowledge and giving us some wisdom today on Wine and Wisdom. And I want to thank you guys for listening as well. Please um, follow Zaina social media and go to her website. I will of course link her website in the episode description. So you guys can have easy access to go find her. Um, please follow. She has amazing material and good things. So thank you again, Zaina for coming and thank you guys for listening and I'll see you guys next time. Hey.